Your cat lady friend has asked you to cat-sit her loves while she's away for the weekend. You arrive at the house and open the fridge to feed them something healthy, like chicken. You notice a bar of chocolate and decide to give it to them as a treat. Wow, that's a siren! Your friend calls you and yells at you. Turns out she has an alarm system that goes off when there's any danger to her kitties. You should never, ever feed them chocolate. It has some toxic substance in it called theobromine. No worries, human metabolism naturally takes care of it. That's why you can safely eat chocolate. Lots of it. The more the better. Oops, sorry, got carried away. Well, this doesn't work the same way for cats, though. Another dangerous component is caffeine. All sorts of chocolate are dangerous to them. Semi-sweet, milk, and even white chocolate with its low percentage of cocoa. Also, there's chocolate brownies, donuts, cookies, and candies. The worst kinds are dark and baker's quality chocolate because they have more cocoa in them. A tiny square of baking chocolate can do as much harm as 23 wrapped chocolate drops. Chocolate ice cream might not be that dangerous cocoa-wise, but it also has sugar and lactose from the milk, so it's another no-go. Chocolate is also poisonous to dogs, but the hazard depends on their size. Owners of hamsters, rabbits, and birds must all exclude chocolate from their pet's diet, too. Artificial sweetener xylitol is also bad for pets, with no exceptions. It can be found in candy, sugarless gum, toothpaste, baked goods, and many diet foods. It's most dangerous for dogs. You better make sure any foods containing it are out of reach. Now, most cats just love tuna, and it's fine for them to eat the cat food variety of it. Regular canned tuna for humans on a regular basis can deprive them of some important nutrients cats need to be healthy. Don't leave open cans anywhere accessible for your kitty. Liver is safe for felines in small amounts, but too much of it can give them more vitamin A than they can handle. Neither cats nor dogs need onions in any form, powdered, raw, cooked, or dehydrated in their diet. Garlic is five times stronger than onions, so it must be excluded as well. Never give your cat a saucer of milk, a piece of cheese, or other dairy. Most felines can't digest lactose, so it would cause them serious stomach issues. The same is true for dogs. Dairy products can cause food allergies in them. So instead of sharing your ice cream cone on a summer day, give your pup cold water to drink. Grapes and raisins aren't exactly the best treat for your pet. Even a small amount can make them sick. Early symptoms would be sluggishness in dogs and hyperactivity in cats. Caffeine in coffee, tea, and even the beans and the grounds, as well as cola and energy drinks, can be fatal for your fluffy family member. It increases heart rate and breathing, makes them restless, and gives them muscle tremors as early symptoms. Fat trimmings off meat and bones, both cooked and uncooked, can give your kitty or doggy some bad digestion issues. Bones are dangerous for both as they can choke on them. They can also become an obstruction in the digestive system, and that's no good. Raw eggs and meat can be the reason of food poisoning in cats because of some sneaky bacteria in them. Raw egg whites also contain a protein that can give your kitty skin and coat problems. Raw fish is also bad. It contains an enzyme that destroys vitamin B, which is super important for felines. When they don't have enough of it, they can have neurological problems. Now, if you like to feed your cat dog food or your dog cat food, stop right there. 
If either of them tries a bite of the other species' food by accident, it won't be that bad. But on a regular basis, cats need a diet that's richer in proteins and certain vitamins and fatty acids. Dog food doesn't have enough of these nutrients. Dogs need a much more balanced diet than cats, and cat food is too high in fat, calories, and protein for them. It could lead to obesity and seriously upset their tummies. Something as harmless and vitamin-rich as an avocado can give your pup food allergies. The reason for it is that the leaves, seed, and bark, and the fruit of an avocado are all rich in person. Too much of this fatty, acid-like substance can cause less-than-pleasant stomach issues. Plus, the seed can become an obstruction in the stomach. Avocados are also one of the most dangerous foods for rabbits and are bad for pet birds because of person. Some types of birds are fine with it, and some give them heart damage. So it's better not to play the guessing game and not give them the fruit at all. Persimmons, peaches, and plums are a no-go because they have seeds or pits. Peach and plum pits aren't just a prospective obstruction in the intestines, but also have cyanide in them. It's poisonous for both people and dogs. When yeast dough gets in a cat or dog's stomach, it does its natural thing. It rises. This can stretch the pet's abdomen and give them pain. When you're baking, don't leave the dough where your pet can snack on it. (laughs) Just six raw or roasted macadamia nuts can make your dog real sick. It's even more dangerous when Spot gets a chocolate with macadamia nuts. Well, that's a bad twofer right there. Even if it begs for chips or pretzels, never give it to your pup. Too much salt will make it thirsty and also give them unpleasant stomach issues and depression. For pet birds, salt is even more dangerous. Just one pretzel can upset the fluence balance in them and give them dehydration. Apples, cherries, apricots, and pears and other fruits with seeds and pits are all dangerous for birds because of cyanide they contain. Without seeds, they're safe to eat. Rabbits are better off without them, too. Tomatoes are perfectly safe for birds, but their stems, vines, and leaves are toxic and must be avoided. It'd be cool to understand your pet's language. Imagine you're walking your dog and suddenly, Hey, owner, look at that guy. I feel like he's a bad person. Let's go away! Woof! Or you leave the house, and your cat, lying on the couch, says, Buddy, yo, take the umbrella. My tail says it'll be raining. And food? Get me some more food. In general, our pets could tell us a lot. That's because they have a superpower. Their sense organs, eyes, ears, feet, or paws, and hair, whiskers, and fur are much more developed than those of people. Our pets get a bunch of information from the outside world. Pets can see and hear what you can't. Animals also have a super intuition. They can anticipate dangerous situations and, moreover, help their beloved person. But here's the problem. They can't speak the human language. So behavior's their primary way to communicate. There's a whole science that studies animal behavior. Zoo psychology. Of course, it's different from human psychology. After all, such specialists can only observe behavior and draw conclusions. What if a zoo psychologist could talk to your pet? Just imagine, a gray cat comes into a zoo psychologist's office for a consultation. Hi Simba, how are you? Take a seat on the sofa. The cat jumps onto the table. No doc, I'm more comfortable here. Anyway, I decide where to sit. Okay, tell me what problems you have. 
None. I eat, sleep, play, and run around the yard. Sometimes I flip something over, but it doesn't bother me. I don't like the weather, autumn rain. I have to sleep a lot. Uh, by the way, Simba, do you really feel weather changes? People don't. Well, sometimes when the atmospheric pressure goes down or up, we have a headache. But without a window or a weather forecast, we don't know what the weather's like. Well, Doc, it's as easy as always landing on your feet. Just look to us. If we sleep with our backs to the fireplace or radiator, it'll be severe frost or snow. If a thunderstorm's approaching, I usually rush around the house. But sometimes I do that just for fun. (laughs) If I look out the window for a long time, it'll rain. Although I might just be watching the neighbor's dog. I really don't like him. Interesting. Could you feel something more serious? An earthquake or other natural disaster? Sure. We live in a calm seismic zone, but I've heard stories. My great-great-great-grandparents were from Italy, and they told me one. In 1944, in a small town near Naples, an elderly couple was going to bed. Their cat, Toto, started acting strangely. Toto nervously ran around, searching for a place to hide. He even refused dinner. Whoa! In bed, Toto woke the man up by pawing at his cheeks. His wife told the man that Toto was trying to warn them. I beg you, let's go to my sister's place. They quickly packed up and left. Mount Vesuvius erupted that night. Lava completely covered their town. Meanwhile, the couple and their cat were in a safe place. That's a fantastic story, Simba. But I really don't understand how Toto felt the danger. I'll explain it. Before a natural disaster, many changes happen in the environment. Before an earthquake, various chemicals are released from the layers of the Earth. They come into contact with air and form positively charged ions. They, in turn, change the composition of air, water, and soil. And cats, with our senses, catch these changes. So, animals can detect even minor changes in the Earth's magnetic and electric fields? And people can't determine such cataclysms, Doc? A person, at a subconscious level, may feel danger approaching, our pulse may become more frequent, and our nervous system may become excited. But people switch on their logic and typically ignore their feelings. We have many devices that detect fluctuations in the Earth's crust, but they don't determine the exact time. Animals begin to behave unusually long before the start of an earthquake. Over 40 years ago in China, seismologists suggested a strong earthquake would occur in about a year. But no one knew the exact date. So they decided to keep their eyes on animals. In a few months, people started reporting strange animal behavior. Dogs howled, cats hid and left the house, chickens and ducks flew to the rooftops. Even snakes woke up and crawled out into the snow. Scientists raised the alarm and took the locals to a safe place. A 7.3 earthquake occurred eight hours later. Since then, Asian scientists have been closely studying animal behavior. They discovered that when danger approaches, cats meow loudly, their fur stands on end, their ears flatten. Often, they try to leave home with their kittens. Dogs whine, bark, and may even bite. Eh, That's why I always keep away from dogs, Doc. You're sitting on the couch and your cat spots you. You hear his meow and with one jump, he's next to you. He's licking your hand. That's because he tastes pineapple from what you were just eating. 
But that's not the only reason why cats lick you. They might be grooming you, just like they do with their kittens. It also means they love you, and that they might be marking territory. When other kittens come sniffing around, they'll know who you really belong to. If your cat starts nipping on your hair when you're lying down, this is them trying to give you a bath, exactly as they do it themselves. When you're petting your cat and he starts looking at you funny, it means they've had enough of it. Cats bite when they want something to stop. For example, when you're trimming their nails, a bite can help them out. Now, if it works out once, they'll know that's what they have to do every time nail trimming happens. Instead of meowing, they can also nip you for attention. Maybe they feel like playing. But if a cat's biting and just won't let go, they're either trying to assert their rule or trying to deal with a threat. If they do this to a toy, it's probably better to get rid of it. If you don't, it can stress your cat out. Before a cat is ready to defend themselves or if they're feeling irritated, they let out a low meow that's kind of worrying. Pay extra attention to your cat when you hear this. Low but sweet meows means they're saying hello to you and that they're happy you're home. Now, you're cooking lunch and down there is your kitty, sitting and staring at you next to its food bowl, barely blinking. Even if the bowl isn't entirely empty, your bud could be asking for more food. Or they're just letting you know that they love you. Pay attention to their eyes. If the eyelids are half-closed and they give you a few slow blinks, it means they're giving you eye kisses. It's a sign they absolutely adore you. If they start trying to bury their food, they might not like it. So look into some other cat food. It's normal and instinctive for cats to claw everything. They do it to stretch their body as well as flex their feet and claws. They can also be claiming territory by leaving a mark and their scent. Because their claws have layers, scratching also helps them get rid of the claw's outer layer, keeping them sharp. Fleming is the official name of what happens when cats stare at you with their mouths open. They do it when they've just smelled something, and it ended up being too complex for their tiny noses. So they use the roof of their mouth to make sense of the smell. When you're sitting down reading a good book, your cat coming to keep you company and sleeping on your lap is as good of a feeling for you as it is for them. When it comes to sleeping, warmth for them is more important than comfort. They probably find you very warm. It also means it trusts you enough to keep it safe when it's in a vulnerable position. And when they're sleeping on you, they also think of it as both of you bonding. (laughs) Cats used to knead on their mother's chest when they were little kittens. They did this to stimulate milk productions. And when they're doing this to you, it means they feel comfortable around you. They're likely going to be purring, too. When they're on your lap, they might slightly hit you in the face with their head or rub their chin on you. This is just another way of saying you belong to them and that they love you. Some cats might even drool when they're purring, which is another sign of affection. Really. But suddenly, they get up and bolt out of there as fast as they can. They might have spotted a bug and started chasing after it, or they're just burning off excess energy. Kittens usually do this more often than older cats, and it's nothing to worry about. It's just that they lay around not doing much during the day. So whenever they get the zoomies, off they go. Come here, kitty! Nah, not again. It's ignoring me. We can't blame them, though. Much of their behavior is based on instincts. In the wild, 
cat mothers only use vocal communication when there's danger around. If there's nothing to worry about, cats stay silent. They don't need to communicate like we do, voicing concerns and showing emotions. Dogs do that too, jumping around when they're happy, for example. Cats seem to be moodier though. They'll come to you, but only if they feel like it. They also crave attention. It's okay if they ignore you, but you can't ignore them. They'll put themselves in all sorts of places, forcing you to notice them. A common one is laying on top of your keyboard while you're trying to get work done. Or popping their head between your arms and the book you're reading. They also ask for your attention by laying down next to you and stretching. Maybe now's a good time for a cuddle session. If you notice them twitching their ears, give them space for now. It's a sign they might be feeling anxious and agitated. So every evening, right before you're about to switch off the television and go to bed, your pooch enters the living room. It sprawls out on the floor and seems to be watching TV. In 2012, in the UK, a company producing dog food created an unusual commercial. It was made to attract dogs' attention. The ad used special high-frequency sounds. They were inaudible to the human ear, but dogs could hear them very well. The idea was simple. A pooch gets so entranced by the commercial that owners can't but notice it. And the next dog food they buy is the advertised product. In theory, the idea sounded promising. In reality, most dogs showed no reaction whatsoever. Meaning ads can't probably manipulate pets as well as they influence people. But even though this experiment was a failure, dogs still do find watching TV interesting. You may have noticed your fluffy companion react to animals, moving objects, and other images appearing on the screen. It's almost as if they see the same things you do. If we talk about colors, TV and reality don't look different to dogs. They see the world in shades of yellow and blue, and can't pick out green and red hues. Plus, canine vision is somewhat blurred. Dogs process what's happening on the screen in a different way than you do. When you watch something, your brain needs 16 to 20 video frames per second to detect movement. For your pooch, this number must be more than 70 frames per second. Let's say your pet is seated in front of an old TV. In this case, what the animal sees looks like a flipbook. If it's a modern television, your pup is likely to be much more interested, because modern TV sets have a faster video frame rate. As for the content itself, dogs react to the same stuff that would attract their attention in real life. It can be squeaking toys, commands, and other dogs barking, growling, yipping, and whatnot. If the TV screen isn't showing anything related to dogs, though, your pet will probably remain completely uninterested. In a 2017 experiment, dogs were offered to watch different activities happening on three screens. The animals didn't show any preferences for one screen over the others. In fact, they didn't look even a tiny bit curious or eager to spend some time in front of any of the TVs. It might be because dogs have a super short TV attention span. Usually, they only look at the screen for a couple of seconds at a time. On the other hand, hunting dogs, which are innately interested in moving objects, can get more captivated while those canines that mostly rely on smell will get bored in no time. Other pets, like cats or parrots, also seem to enjoy an occasional TV show or two. Many parrot owners are sure their birds love watching TV. They get excited when a particular commercial is on. 
they can even start flapping their wings, dancing, or whistling. But what do they see on the screen? A parrot's vision is different from yours in several ways. For one thing, its eyes are on the sides of the head, not facing forward. It helps the bird to see a larger area and protect itself from enemies. But even though parrots have a broader vision, they can't perceive depth well enough. It means that images on a widescreen TV look much flatter to them than they do to you. When you're watching TV, you see one constant image. But for parrots, the screen is constantly flickering at a fast speed. And the coolest thing? These birds can see ultraviolet light, but the human eye can't detect it. And how about cats? These animals are natural hunters. That's why they most often react to the images of rodents and birds. In one study, more than 100 cats watched TV for three hours a day. The felines were split into five focus groups. Each group had its own program to view, which ranged from the footage of people and animals moving to a blank screen. The average time the cats spent watching TV was a bit more than 6%. The most popular were the shows about animals. If your cat likes staring at the screen from time to time, try not to let it alone in front of the TV. The chances are your pet's hunting instincts will take over. And when it pounces to catch a bird flying on the screen, your television will end up on the floor. All in all, it might not be bad that our pets have such limited screen time. But this whole TV-watching situation makes me think, how do different creatures see the world around them? Fishes' eyes are not that different from ours, but they're covered with a protective film. Otherwise, fish wouldn't be able to see clearly underwater. Like in the human eye, there are rods for black and white vision and cones for color vision in the fish's eyes. Some fish species, like tank-dwelling goldfish, can also see ultraviolet. Fish's eyes are also designed in such a way that everything located nearby looks bigger than it really is. Snakes have rather poor vision. That's why they have to stick out their tongues to get an idea of what's going on around them. On the bright side, <laughs> snakes can spot thermal radiation amazingly well. All living creatures emit this kind of radiation. At night, this natural ability is 10 times more effective than any modern night vision device. But during the day, snakes can only react to movement. Rats and mice don't have perfect vision either. It's quite blurry, with bad depth perception. These rodents perceive colors a bit like people with red-green color blindness. Everything looks bluish, and the colors they do see are kind of faded. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.